from Nashville, Tennessee. It's CMA Awards Night in Music City, and we're right here. We got our best on. We're dressed to the nines, and we've got Precious Harris. Hello, Precious. Hello, everyone in Radio Land. Hello, hello. We are here as on ABC this evening. You can tune in and see who wins the big awards as the Y'all Show with John Rawl in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're going to go through some of the nominees here to start out today's show. Then we'll switch over to other headlines. Believe it or not, there's something a little bit more maybe important. Eh, maybe not. Going on in Washington, D.C. today. We'll talk about that as well as other great information from across the South Line coming up here on today's y'all show in fact at the end of this hour we'll have jonathan lifeite stop by with an all acc report what's going on with the louisville cardinals and everybody else in the acc in hour two we've got hashtag huddle blue and then we'll get back to precious and get more in depth with all the cma fun all the parties and such and then you have a lot of good information going on this this is a busy week in nashville i've already had a head swim since monday (laughs) well well we're excited and we want to know what is going on and in music city 803-816-1170 is our telephone number we welcome you to call us texas whatever you need to do to get in touch with the show all about the south let's not hold back let's get right into what's going on as abc will broadcast this show at eight o'clock seven o'clock central right from is it bridgestone arena these days yeah they'll have that as you can tune in no matter where you are in the South or throughout the world and see the 53rd CMA Awards. So, Precious, new Artist of the Year nominees, Cody Johnson, Ashley McBride, Midland, Carly Pierce, and Morgan Wallen. What you got to say about that? Well, all of them has made really, really good uh, strides in their career this year. You know, Ashley off her number one song, you know, Cody with him hitting the top of the charts. And then, of course, Morgan Wallen with whiskey glasses. It could be a toss up. I do know that the word that um, and, of course, Midland coming out with their, you know, chart topping um, new album. So it is going to be a very much a toss up. I think it could be. I know that some people are predicting um, Carly Pierce. And I love Carly because she's a Kentucky girl. But um it's looking at Morgan Wallen come off that massive, massive hit with, I think, 200 million streams from whiskey glasses, including different things like that. So I'm I'm going to put my money on Morgan Wallen. Is Morgan Wallen going to show up at the CMA Awards tonight with a shirt that covers up his arms? Probably not. No, he might make him wear a jacket. But, hey, he's a good old boy. I love it. That's the best part about him. When I interviewed him, he was very down to earth. And I was, you know, part because – my health, you know, and handicap when he came out, he came over to my car, put his hands on my door and said, I just want to thank you for coming and interviewing me. I really appreciate it. I thought that is the sweetest thing. It is sweet. Morgan Wallen. And some of these people seem to like they're called new artist of the year nominees, but some of them seem like they've been around for several years now. Well, the reason why is it's trying to break an artist. They're still new as far as hits on the radio. You know, they're still new. One's got like one hit or, you know, one number one record, you know, and because you hear so much about them because publicity, 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 you think they've been around longer. But actually, uh, they've been hitting 
get the number one records less than two years. Okay. Again, these are your new Artist of the Year nominees at tonight's CMA Awards. Cody Johnson, Ashley McBride, Midland, Carly Pierce, and Morgan Wallen. Now we move over to the groups that are nominated, the Vocal Group of the Year nominees. And the nominees are Lady Annabellum, Little Big Town, Midland, Old Dominion and the Zach Brown Band. And frankly, Precious, this is just me from the outside looking in. Some of these acts really haven't done a lot in the last year or two. They haven't done, but once again, you've got the people who the who the CMA members, people in radio. You know, there's a lot of, I think there's 5,000 radio people who are CMA members yeah. who are voting members. I'm a voting member. I work in the industry. And I vote for the music. I don't necessarily vote for the group because they're more popular and stuff. Well, they got to have current stuff out there, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah. They have to have it. I think they have to have either uh, have something by August the 1st. So, like, Miranda won't be able to be nominated this year for her great album that just came out. But hopefully she'll be able to come next year. Okay. She'll be able to come out next year. All right. Your vocal group of the year nominees, Lady Annabellum, Little Big Town, the aforementioned Midland, which is also nominated for newcomers, as you will also have Old Dominion and Zach Brown Band, Vocal Group of the Year nominees for this evening's CMA Awards. Now we get to the Female Vocalist of the Year, which, by the way, speaking of females, there's a special emphasis on females that we'll get to in just a second. And I want to get Precious's very, very up close and personal firsthand knowledge of what's going on with the ladies of country music. But first things first, the vocalist of the year from the female category, Kelsey Ballerini, Miranda Lambert, Marin Morris, Casey Musgraves, and Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. Um, Marin has been making, you know, super waves topping the charts. But Casey has really become, and I hate to use comparison, but I've known Casey since the early 2000s or mid-2000s. She is put uh, the next, like, Taylor Swift that's opening a whole new fans Mm -hmm. to country music. Um, I think it could be any one of them. I I love Kelsey to death. And though she's got, I think, five or six number one records, Um, all of them number one are completely deserving. Miranda... Um, because her album just came out, she's not got to do a lot of push except for touring. So I see it either going to Casey Musgraves or Carrie Underwood. Okay. And speaking of Casey Musgraves and Marin Morris, yeah. tune in on Thursday. We have a very special guest, Cree Harrison, who was on season 12 of American Idol back in 2013. And she's going to sit in and be my co-host. She's going to be my precious on the Thursday awesome. Y'all Show. But there's nobody like you, precious. No, but, but Cree's pretty flipping awesome. She's awesome. And guess what? Cree at one time was a roommate with Marin Morris and also with Casey Musgraves. So we'll just have to find out which one of those two were the messier roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Cree was the messier roommate. But those are your female vocalist of the year nominees. Now let's go to the fellers, the male vocalist of the year nominees for the CMA Awards. Dirks Bentley, Luke Combs, Thomas Rhett, Chris Stapleton, and Keith Urban. Once again. You're speechless. I'm speechless. Well, I just, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was at Thomas Rhett's number one party. Yeah. For two number ones. So... I mean, he's just making stride. His, you know, Centerpoint Road album, which is like a mile from my house, is incredible. And I see it doing um, a whole lot more superlative, superlative things, as yeah. they say. 
But right now, if you look at the time for the last 90 days when the heavy voting's been coming in for CMA, uh, I know that they've been working it hard for Luke Combs. UMG, uh, you know, I get notices, please vote for this artist and that artist and stuff like that. Uh, and you usually get invitation from, you know, from them. You know, we appreciate your vote as members. I didn't get so much this year on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but did, did you get any of the new Luke Combs sandals? He's got his own sort of plastic sandals that you can wear out at the beach or wherever. No, he's no. a North Carolina guy, so he's probably, I mean, he's close to a beach, at least in North Carolina. Well, not where he's from. He's from the mountainous part. But oh, I know. But it I has a, these, these, <laughs> these Luke Combs loafers, we'll call them, have a bottle opener attached to them when you buy it for opening your beer. He's nominated along with Dirk Bentley, Rhett, and Stapleton and Urban for Male Vocalist of the Year. Let's go to the Entertainer of the Year Award. And Keith Urban nominated for that. We've got one female in the running, and that's Carrie Underwood, Chris Stapleton, Eric Church, and the comeback kid, Garth Brooks, nominated for Entertainer of the Year. Thoughts on those? Okay. Um, Carrie is all number one. Everybody's deserving. Eric's had, you know, uh, I was at his number one party for two number ones a couple of months ago with one of my, (coughs) excuse me, one of my friends, Clint Daniels, being a co-writer, one of those. But Garth, I mean, he is the dive bar. You got Blake Shelton. You've got all these things that he's just been pounding the pavement. He has. So I know that they're all very deserving, but I won't be. I will not be surprised if Garth walks away with it this all year. Right. Now, one of the things I know you wanted to do is tell me who you think is going to win and who you want or who should win. Have we done that? Sort of. All right. Well, let's go back in these categories and you tell me. For the vocal group of the year, well, let's start with the newcomers. The newcomers, who, mm-hmm. who's going to win? Who should win? Um, I'm like I said, my money's a Morgan Wallen, mm-hmm. but um, I'm pretty. I've just got a feeling because of uh, just the voting and the process. Midland's been on the radio a lot, doing a lot of things with radio in the last six months, so I see them possibly taking it home. All right, what about the vocal duo of the year? I mean, I love them all. Um, of course, Manny and Tay just come off of number one. Uh, but I'm going to have to say Dan and Shay, and not because that my husband storyboarded their video, but yeah. they have just racked up 68 million views in about two and a half weeks of their video. So, and before that, they had already been bebopping it, you know, on the radio. So I I think Dan and Shay is probably going to win, uh, but Old Dominion is my All choice. right, vo- vocal group, that's where Old Dominion, fo- they're, they're in this running, and you're saying they're going to win? Yeah. Who, who should win? But who should win? Vocal group of the year. I don't know. I got friends in all the bands, so I'm probably going to say Midland, but okay. I think Old Dominion is probably going to win. All right. What about the ladies, the female vocalist of the year? Who's going to? Who should? I think Marin Morris. A toss-up to who should would be Marin or Casey, but I think Carrie's probably going to take it. Carrie Underwood, female vocalist of the year, says Precious Harrison. If you want to go to Vegas with your bets on this, your male vocalist of the year. I know that everybody's putting their money because of Luke Holmes's gangbuster, you know, six number ones off this debut album. But um, I think, I mean, I think it's a toss up between him and Thomas Rhett, honestly. Okay. I think Chris Stapleton's been silent because he's had babies and take off the road. Having them babies. Having them babies. And I saw the two front runners has been out there lately is Thomas Rhett and, and uh, Luke. Well, if Stapleton doesn't win male vocalist, he has a chance to win entertainer of the year. Who's going to, who should win that category? Um, like I said, they're all, I just love them. Everyone is entertainers because I've seen them all and interviewed them all. Uh, probably Garth is going to be the winner, but they're all deserving. 
So you sound so political. I can't help it. I mean, I interviewed Eric what two two weeks ago, three weeks, no, about two months ago. Yeah. So I mean, I've been, I've had interaction with all of them. Um, but I'm I, say I think Garth should win. And the reason yeah, well, I say, I say that because like who nobody. this is called Entertainer of the Year, right? And of these five, who's done Gangbusters this year? Exactly. I think it's That's Garth. Garth. They've all done well. They all can sell out shows, right. but Garth. Has kind of gone above and beyond as he all he always has in his now <laughs> well, he's got thirty a degree year in marketing, career. You know, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. But thirty years strong, and and he's continued to kind of re-identify himself. And what a great job there from the Yukon, Oklahoma native, Precious. We're going to let you go away for just a moment. We're going to come back to you in hour two, and we're going to walk through a little bit more of the CMA activities, what's going on here in Nashville this week, and also there's more than just CMA. There's other news that we want to cover with you, and we'll do that when you return after a little time out but hey we don't want y'all to go anywhere when we come back we got to look at the headlines there it was the public impeachment stuff if you don't tune in to the cmas well that might be because you're having fatigue from watching all the impeachment junk well we'll we'll uh, you got something to say about that <laughs> no she you're gonna sing a song about impeachment no she's not we'll we'll have a little bit more on that oh, plus all the other headlines from across the south well actually precious we we may have you before we go to break weigh in on this weather it was pretty darn cold when i got to nashville on tuesday and into wednesday yeah this morning i was uh i'm glad i didn't have to be anywhere too early uh there was every interstate ramp was closed I'm north sure. of nashville wreck on 440 and 65 wreck uh, on 40 and 65 wreck now on keep in mind nashville has its fair share of wrecks and ice from time to time but boy roads were clear but every ramp people were buffing off the you know down the mm-hmm. interstate because they were clear and salted but as soon as you got off the ramp spin 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 so there was six ramps closed i think at seven this morning mm-hmm. so people were late on tuesday when they went to work and into Wednesday as well. All right. Well, we'll have all that. Plus, don't forget, we've got ACC talk coming up before the hour's up. This is the Y'all Show on location in Nashville, Music City. Don't go anywhere. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund and give up the best night's sleep i've had since i learned to walk no way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress you too can come home to a purple mattress by texting offer to 84888 and now for a limited time receive a free purple product with your order when you text offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 message and data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms and conditions Back into the Y'all Show from Nashville. John Rawls, glad to have you here on a very cold, blistery cold day 
in Music City. And Precious Harris, kind enough to join us in the first segment. And she's coming back in an hour or two. Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, let's cover, while we have a chance, other headlines going on across the region here on today's Y'all Show, our Music City edition. As we know, it's been cold in Nashville, been cold. A large portion of the South has been extremely cold over the last 24, 48 hours or so. In fact, in St. Louis, the mercury dipped to 11 degrees, breaking a record for the date that had stood since 1911. That's in St. Louis. Downriver, down the Mississippi in Memphis, warming shelters offered relief from a reading of 21 degrees Also a record low for the date in the Bluff City of Memphis. And all on Tuesday across the South, schools, businesses as far south as the Gulf Coast that closed early Tuesday are closed altogether because of the unusual cold, all because of winter storm Caleb that hit the south over the last 24, 48 hours. And about 20 school systems delayed opening across North Alabama under the threat of wintry precipitation, including all public schools around Huntsville, Alabama. And I know some schools in West Tennessee, like the Jackson-Madison County School System, was closed on Tuesday. So many states dealing with Caleb as an unwelcome visitor here in mid-November. Forecasters said daytime temps would remain in the 30s across a wide area of the south as freeze warnings again issued on Tuesday evening. And perhaps you woke up to extremely freezing cold temperatures here on this Wednesday. Now, it's not going to be cold on Capitol Hill as today they've got the public impeachment hearings going on and things are going to really get warmed up and that may have started already depending on when you're getting a chance to hear the show. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central is when the presidential impeachment hearings were set to go and are going on and the hearings start there with House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff calling all the shots here. And you'll get his statement along with an opening statement by the ranking Republican on the committee, Devin Nunes of California. Now, the people testifying here on this first day of the public impeachment hearings include Bill Taylor, the Trump administration's top diplomat in Ukraine, and George Kent, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs. And questioning from Schiff and Nunes, as each will have 45 minutes to question witnesses in the first part of the hearing. And this committee consists in Washington, D.C., this public impeachment hearing of 13 Democrats and nine Republicans. As far as any Southern connections on the committee, you've got a representative from Texas, Joaquin Castro, who is the brother of presidential candidate Julian Castro. Other Democrats on the committee from the South, Terry Sewell of Alabama, and I think that may be it. Well, no, Val Demings of Florida is on there as well. On the Republican side, more Southern connections there, as you have John Ratcliffe of Texas, as well as a senator, or rather a representative, Will Hurd, who's actually leaving Congress at the end of 2020, as he's on the committee representing the San Antonio area. So you'll get a lot of back and forth from each side, but that is going on the public impeachment hearings. If you want to tune in, most people think it'll wrap up between 2.30 and 4.30 Eastern, and it will be televised on various news channels, cable news channels. You also can tune in to, I think, some of the networks that do this stuff on a regular basis. ABC, NBC may have portions kind of interrupt their regularly scheduled programming 
but a lot of this will be available on CNN, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, of course, Fox News Channel, and this will be going on. In fact, the Democrats have already come out and said that these hearings are going to go on until next week. So this is not a two to three day deal this week. Expected to continue on next week, the presidential impeachment hearings. Speaking of president, some good news in the presidential politics of this Wednesday y'all show. Georgia's own Jimmy Carter has gone through surgery and had no complications as he's now recovering from a surgery held, I think on Monday to relieve pressure on his brain from bleeding linked to recent falls. His spokesperson said there were no complications from the procedure, which was held at Emory Hospital in Atlanta. It was held for a subdural hematoma, blood trapped on the brain's surface. President Carter, 95 years young, is going to remain in the hospital for observation, but it looks like he's going to come out of this. Okay, you're talking to Lazarus here, Jimmy Cotta as his surgery appears to have gone well, trying to figure out what's going on. How about the guy that slashed that baby Trump balloon in Tuscaloosa over the weekend? His name is Hoyt Hutchinson. And believe it or not, on Tuesday, he called into the Rick and Bubba morning show in Birmingham to talk about the affair. He's a 32-year-old. He's been charged with felony first-degree criminal mischief in relation to the slashing of this baby Trump balloon that was in Tuscaloosa for the Alabama LSU game this past weekend. He said that he drove by and saw the balloon. He got mad, and he went and bought an Alabama shirt and, <laughs> and came back and ended up slashing this balloon. And now he's got some major charges. And he said he yelled Trump 2020 as he was arrested and released on a $2,500 bond. Yes, all this from this guy in Alabama who got mad at this baby Trump balloon and pulled out a big old knife and did something about it. To Mississippi politics we go, and a guy who ran for Senate in 2018 is now running again, Mike Espy, the former agricultural commissioner, or rather agriculture secretary under President Bill Clinton, as he's going to challenge Cindy Hyde-Smith for the Senate seat in in Mississippi, and that's going to be in 2020. And, of course, Alabama has the Doug Jones Senate seat that's up for re-election as they faced off in the special election last year. And now Mike Espy is going to go up against Cindy hyphen Smith as Mississippi's Senate seat is up for grabs in 2020. A Senate seat that won't be up for grabs is Arkansas. Tom Cotton, the Republican, a very powerful and beloved Republican senator, had a Democratic challenger, Josh Mahoney. But Mahoney on Tuesday announced that he's ending his campaign two hours after the filing deadline for Arkansas expired. And he's ending his campaign because of a family health concern, he said. And that leaves the Democrats with no one to contest Tom Cotton's seat in 2020. So that's going to remain in solid Republican hands, as expected. But very weird that this guy had to step out before the race really got heated. And finally, in our headlines from across the southeast, poor old Paula. Paula Dean has had to close two of her Paula Dean's Family Kitchen restaurants, and this time closed in Florida, as the locations in the Florida Panhandle include Panama City Beach and the one in Destin. As Paula Dean Ventures is planning to work with landlords to consider reopening next spring, two other Paula Dean restaurants operated by a group called Phoenix Hospitality in San Antonio and Fairview, Texas, closed over the summer. All four locations had opened within the past Two years. So Paula, bless her heart, her, her, her restaurants outside of Savannah just seem to be kind of struggling these days. 
I wonder if they're really that good when Paul is not around and in her family kitchen, Paula Dean. But yes, the Panhandle, sorry, in Panama City and Destin, no more Paula Dean's family kitchen, at least for right now. (laughs) Y'all, when we come back on y'all, we're going to switch over to the ACC as we broadcast right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Jonathan Lifeite is going to join me for a discussion of all things ACC. You keep it here because when we come back in hour two, we'll get right back into the fun here in Music City with hashtag color blue. And then our friend Precious Harris is going to be sitting right beside me for more discussion about this evening's CMA Awards, the 53rd CMA Awards from right here at Bridgestone Arena. And we'll get Precious's take on that, plus a whole bunch of other really good news going on in country music. And I'll remind you that on Thursday, we'll have Cree Harrison as my special co-host, Cree from season 12 of American Idol. The runner-up is going to be here, and we're going to have a great discussion about her upcoming and and really what's going on with her new album and all the fun she's got going on in her music biz and everything with Cree Harrison Texas native all that ahead on y'all the show about the south Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund and give up the best night's sleep i've had since i learned to walk no way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress you too can come home to a purple mattress by texting offer to 84888 and now for a limited time receive a free purple product with your order when you text offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 message and data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms and conditions Gobble, gobble, gobble. And we're not doing that just because we're only a couple of days away from Thanksgiving 2019. We're doing that because the Virginia Tech Gobblers, a.k.a. Hokies, had a huge win in Week 11 over Wake Forest. Hello, it's our ACC Spotlight on this Wednesday edition. John Rawl now joined by Jonathan Leifite of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. How about those Virginia Tech Hokies, Jonathan? Yeah, that was a kind of a surprising victory. I didn't see that one coming. I really thought Wake uh, Wake was uh, the more consistent team and had been playing better, and they had uh, their quarterback back. So I I kind of liked Wake Forest, but uh, uh, was not to be. Yeah, w- Wake goes down to the Hokies in Lane Stadium, thirty six to seventeen, as Tech poured on thirteen points in the fourth quarter to kind of get a convincing win on what was a rather special night there at Lane Stadium, as you honored the long-time defensive coordinator as coach foster there had been a part of that system for gosh 25 30 years jonathan yeah he i think he started as a, a graduate assistant under uh under frank beamer and worked his way up so he'd been there i think that's pretty much the only place he ever worked so uh you know a real institution and 
of course, he had put some of the, some incredibly great uh, defenses out on the field. Uh, always uh, had a well-coached group and and uh, real innovator in terms of uh, you know defense and some of the things he did. And very, very, very good coach. And uh, I'm sure he'll be missed, and uh, particularly in Blacksburg. Yeah, Bud Foster retiring at the end of this year. Sounds like he's passed away, but no, he's just heading to the. <laughs> Heading to the easy chair for the rest of his career, unless he decides he wants to get into this head coaching business, which is something I'm sure he was tempted with many, many times, but chose to stay in Blacksburg. Yeah, he his personality. I think he he just felt more comfortable as a, as being a defensive coordinator. I think that's what he enjoyed, and you know what, he made a lot of money doing that, and uh, had a good time, and and had a lot of success. So you know, you know, hats off to him for kind of a. Uh, for you know not not getting the itch to to try and see if he could uh, you know move up and find something that he was good at and wanting to, to stay with it i wonder if the lunch pail will go with him as he heads to the easy easy chair yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they don't give it to him when uh, as mm-hmm. he goes because that'd be a you know pretty good thing but more than likely he'll say look keep using it and uh, keep on going now last time i saw that thing man it was looking rough too. yeah well i'll tell you what had themselves handed to them it wasn't a lunch pail it was their everything handed on top of them nc state killed 55 to 10 by clemson in week 11 and you also had notre dame as they easily took care of business in wallace wade stadium against duke 38 to 7 virginia escaped with a win over georgia tech 33 to 28 miami with a big win over Louisville 52-27 and congratulations to the interim coach of the Florida State Seminoles in game number one in an interim role which is actually his second time being an interim coach in Tallahassee the Knowles get the road win 38-31 over Boston College Jonathan Light fight CBS Sports Digital your recap your summation of week 11 Uh, you know a a few surprises I wasn't sure what to make of Florida State I knew they were either going to come out and play, you know, relatively well or they were going to fold like a cheap suit. And looks like they came out and played. They got to Alabama State coming up this next week. So another, a really kind of an easy one. So they'll get a little chance to regroup a little bit. And, uh, before they hit the meet at the, you know, kind of the stretch of their, the, down the stretch of their schedule. And then, uh, I also thought Georgia Tech put in a, a pretty good effort up in Charlottesville. I, re- I really didn't expect that to be a very close game. And, and, uh, they actually had some uh, some chances to win that and uh, made a couple of just a couple of small mistakes, but that was a really close game and, and the offense looked a lot better. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you mentioned the NC State getting steamrolled. This this season has just gone really downhill for uh, for Dave Doran. They were expected to be, uh, you know, kind of a, a dark horse, you know, kind of contender there. Them and Syracuse, you know, maybe maybe be able to pull an upset against Clemson, but they have just completely tanked this year. Jonathan, do you think with that score we mentioned, Clemson just hammered their textile bowl opponent fifty-five to ten? Did Clemson did they show bad sportsmanship there with that score? Uh, probably not. I mean, they they were they were playing some backups late and whatnot, but you know they they continued. They're going to continue to play you know full bore and uh, you know the, the game's sixty minutes long and you got to defend sixty minutes. So uh, you know I don't think it was uh, bad sportsmanship. Well, if you look uh, at the box score, Clemson held a forty-two nothing halftime lead, and they only scored one touchdown in the third quarter and six points in the fourth quarter. So thirteen points yeah. in the second half, I guess, would not be pouring it on. But I know some <laughs> NC State fans felt pretty bad about what happened, especially since it happened at Carter Finley Stadium. For goodness' sake. Well, you know what? The, my response to that is is get a better team. Yeah. Because if you give up, nobody can ever be accused of running up the score uh, in the first half 
especially if they only score 13 in the second half. So uh, to me, like I said, they pulled their starters and uh, uh, they didn't do anything like that. If any NC State people are are making any noise about running up the score, they need to, to, to maybe take a look in the mirror and figure out what's wrong with their team instead. Okay. Well, as a result of Clemson's win and Wake Forest really, really letting one go, if they'd have won that, this game against Clemson this weekend would actually have some meaning. But Clemson goes ahead and wraps up the Atlantic Division for, what, the fifth, sixth year in a row, something like that, as Clemson yeah, is 7-0, and and they've still got the Wake game this weekend, but Clemson heading back to Charlotte and, of course, undefeated in the country. We've got more on Clemson in a second. Wake is going to be the, I guess, bridesmaid here with a 3-2 and two mark now heading into this weekend's game in Death Valley. And this whole Atlantic Division race isn't over with. We, we still don't know who's going to finish second behind Clemson. <laughs> and now we get to the Coastal Division, Jonathan. And things may have gotten a little bit clearer with Virginia's win over Georgia Tech. They are 5-2 and two in conference play. And they've got seven games already behind them in conference play. The other teams behind them, nipping on their heels, all have five total conference games. So a good chance somebody else might lose. In fact, the Virginia-Virginia Tech game can go a long way in deciding who might emerge as the Coastal champion this year. Yeah, and that'll be a, that should be a really interesting game. Uh, Virginia has lost 15 in a row, including I don't even know how they managed to choke away that game last year, but they did. Oh. But they've lost 15 in a row, and uh, unless the Hokies uh, stumble down the stretch, that that game may very well be the the uh, winner of the Coastal Division, and, and uh, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see that happen. And Pitt has a good chance to give them some run for the monies. I think does Virginia beat Pitt in Pittsburgh, right? That is correct, and I do not believe Virginia Tech and Pitt have played yet, so that's one of the um, really. It's going to come down to if if Virginia Tech can run the table. Um, then it'll be them and Virginia for the championship uh, there at, uh, right after Turkey Day. Well, how about the job Manny Diaz is doing? He's got his Hurricanes at 6-4, and four, bowl-bound, and they are 4-3. and three, Probably not going to be contending for the conference division, but they are improved here toward the back half of the schedule. UNC at 3-3, three and three, Dukes 2-3, and three, and the aforementioned Yellow Jackets of the Ramblin' Wreck are 1-5 and five in ACC play. Well, Jonathan, we've got to brag on Clemson. They represent the ACC quite well. And unfortunately for Dabo Sweeney, a lot of people seem to have forgotten Clemson even exists. Now, now I'm not going to sit here and talk about the college football playoff, which was announced Tuesday evening with you. That's kind of boring talk because it really doesn't matter at this point. All Clemson needs to really do is keep winning, and they should be in great shape. But a lot of the pundits, Jonathan, not us, but a lot of people out there don't even factor Clemson into the equation when they're giving out praise to college football teams. Yeah, it just it kind of seems like the attention is really deflected away from them this year. And, you know, part of that, you got to you got to be a little critical of the ACC. They haven't really provided much competition. So it's really a case of there's just not being any drama in the ACC. So Clemson's right there. But, you know, the big games and the and, and where all the, the, the question marks and, and all the discussion are elsewhere. And, and that's kind of put Clemson kind of out of the spotlight a little bit and so you know you can i can guarantee you though that uh that Dabo sweeney is taking all of that in and using that as uh some serious uh motivation material and it, you, you can bet your your bottom dollar that that he's letting his team know about that every week well here's the sad statement clemson is number three 
maybe they should be number one. That's not the sad statement, Jonathan. The sad statement is there's not a single other ACC team ranked in the AP or coaches top 25. Yeah, I mean, Wake Forest was there, and then they uh, choked it up against uh, against Virginia Tech. So, you know, everybody else, it just seems like it's a, a whole lot of parody. And no one team standing out, you know, no other team standing out enough to kind of get themselves ranked. Well, we'll see what happens there. It's pretty sad when the Sun Belt has a team in the top 25. The AAC has multiple teams there and no other ACC representative except for the Tigers. And they're pretty high up there with a chance to repeat as national champions. Don't want to leave that statement out. Let's talk about Georgia Tech. They're nowhere close to anybody's top 25. A rough season at the Institute, Jonathan. But one pundit out there did note that although Georgia Tech was supposed to be getting away from a run, heavy offense this year it seems like according if you watch the virginia game that the jeff collins coach jacket seemed to be going to the ground game a lot more than some expected yeah they have and and a lot of that's a function of you know just the talent that they have on hand and and how things are set up so you know they had quarterbacks that were set up to run the option and and certainly a, a a big stable of running backs so you know, it makes sense that, that the, you know, kind of a, the transition they're making away from the triple option to more of a, more, I guess, a, I guess it's a, a pro style offense, whatever that means. Um, it makes sense that they'll use, you know, maybe some of the formations, but they're still going to be a run heavy offense, but it'll just be a different type of run heavy. And, you know, that's, that's largely been the case. I think on the year, if you look at the run pass mix, it's been uh, probably around 70, 30 or so. Um, all year long and and so not a big surprise i kind of thought that might be the case going in um but you know this last game against uh against virginia they actually i I believe james graham threw for over 200 yards so uh production is starting to shift a little bit less that way um as you know as they kind of get in and learn learn kind of a new offense well jonathan i know a website you know a little bit about gojackets.com has a huge pulse on Georgia Tech football recruiting. What is, as we have signing day about a month away now, the early signing yep. day, what is the number one, number two needs that Coach Collins is out trying to recruit for? Well, I mean, certainly number one on the list is offensive linemen. And uh, right now, I mean, going into next year, they'll only have uh, they'll only have like nine or ten uh, uh, offensive linemen uh, that'll be on scholarship. So uh, they're signing seven. So that was the by far the number one uh, need that they had and then second to that was really kind of to to help refresh the wide receiver core and then uh, linebackers I think would be number three and probably at this point with what's left on the board in terms of, of that class they still need to pick up a, a defensive lineman kind of a defensive tackle um, but uh, those were probably the top three probably the top three needs in terms of uh, of talent and just kind of changing things around. Do you anticipate any kind of coaching position or rather changes on Jeff Collins' staff? Don't anticipate any. It's always, you know, you, you always, you know, somebody gets a chance to move up, that they might just do that. But at this point, I'd be fairly surprised if that staff doesn't come back fairly, pretty much intact. All right. Well, I asked that question because uh, there'll be some heavy self-evaluation heading into the offseason at the Waffle House around the corner from Georgia Tech's practice field there in Atlanta. And it looks like there was some good self-evaluation going on in Blacksburg as Coach Justin Fuente told his team after they lost to Duke, I told them this is my fault. We are not a tough football team right now. We're not mentally tough. We're not emotionally tough. 
and we didn't play physically tough. This is not your fault. This is my fault. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, you know, good on him to kind of, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, the uh, best way to motivate somebody is to, is to, you know, try and, and blame yourself. And, and, and then what will happen is, is your team will feel like, well, I don't want to let him down. And, and, you know, he, Hey, look, he's a, he's admitted to his faults and, and it really kind of rallies the troops. And, you know, apparently it worked because they sure went out there and, and kicked Wake Forest's butt pretty good. That they did. And Virginia Tech still with a chance to claim the crazy coastal. Well, Jonathan, while we are talking coaches, hey, there is a vacancy right now on a sign outside of the Florida State campus. They're looking for a head football coach. And lo and behold, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys has spoken, and he's endorsing Deion Sanders prime time to go back to his alma mater and be the next head coach of the Florida State Seminole what do you think of that well i I saw that and and some of the reactions on twitter were pretty funny um i i I would be really surprised if they went in that direction it would shock me pretty well he has had uh pretty much outside of like uh you know what i'll call rec league or, or high school football really no coaching experience at all and and done nothing so he knows nothing about running a program at you know at a high level and all of the things that, you know, that, that it takes to do that. So if they went in that direction, it will probably be one of the more entertaining things to, to watch, but it'll also probably be pretty much like watching a train wreck too. So, uh, you know, cause I, I don't see how he will be able to, to pull it all together, not having any experience in the college coaching game, really. Well, hey, Jonathan, how entertaining has Florida State football been these last two years? I would say not, not, not very much. Yeah, but if you're going to be entertaining, you want it to be on the field, not off the field. You don't want a little prime time at the dope? Come on now. <laughs> no. Well, hey, I'm no Florida State fan, so as far as I'm concerned, I can hire them. But right. uh, <laughs> if I'm a Florida State fan, I'm 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 like recoiling in horror at this at the thought of this. We'll see what happens as primetime Deion Sanders. There are some out there actively campaigning for him to be the new coach of the Knowles. More to come on that. Hey, let me remind you, although prime time may not be quite prime time for coaching, I saw somewhere, Jonathan, where there are three of the top five coaches right now in college football. They've been assistant coaches, but they were never coordinators prior to their being in coaching right now and actually these are your unbeaten team so help me out on this three of them have never been coordinators and they were elevated from a position coach to head coach Dabo Sweeney is one of them Ed Orgeron is the other and I believe it's PJ Fleck of Minnesota was the other one does that sound about right to you uh I think so um I know Ed Orgeron went from pretty much like a defensive line coach uh, at USC back to Ole Miss to become a head coach. And then, of course, he was, uh, I think, at the same position at LSU. And, and then they elevated him up under when, when Les Miles was let go. Yeah, and we certainly want to promote that Dabo Sweeney was never a coordinator prior to being yeah. Clemson's head coach. I think they just kind of said, oh, we'll give this kid a shot to be an interim coach and we'll go off and try to replace Tommy Bowden with somebody really big. And guess what? Dabo went on to win a bunch of games. And they were like, hey, maybe this boy is pretty good. And you know what, Clemson? You're absolutely right on that. <laughs> yeah, they, they did pretty well with that one. That was a pretty good guess there. All right, and, and maybe the current interim coach at Florida State is should be someone heavily considered. Look, he just had a big win on the road last week. He should win this week. 
No telling what's going to happen there with that program. Jonathan, let's look at week number 12 of ACC football, the weekend with a little early start with UNC at Pittsburgh. And then we get to this football Saturday lineup as those Seminoles are going to have the Alabama State Hornets out of the swag coming into Doak. This will be a noon Tallahassee time kick on ACCNX. I think I heard you say earlier, Knowles shouldn't be too much in a contest with this one, right? If they are, then they've got really big issues. All right. Wake Forest at Clemson. Again, Wake blew it last weekend at Lane Stadium. This is a 3.30 Death Valley time kick on ABC. Clemson's just about wrapped up the regular season. they got Wake here this weekend. I think they've got an open weekend next weekend before they head over to South Carolina and pummel the Gamecocks. ABC, again, is your network for this one between the Deeks and Clemson. It's the Battle of the Techs. Jonathan, I know you're going to tell me one of these is the real tech at bobby dodge stadium on accnx it's georgia tech hosting virginia tech at 3 30 atlanta time what do you think of this one there is only one tech okay texas tech you're right or, or is it yes. tennessee tech <laughs> yeah we'll go with georgia tech on that one all right virginia tech georgia tech is georgia tech capable of getting a w here they are capable um i, I think you know they've continued to improve and uh uh, throughout the season and and uh, the, the, you know it'll just be a question of uh, they don't have much room for error and uh, you know if the Hokies come in and take them even a little bit lightly they'll be in a ball game pretty quickly and you know Tech Georgia Tech went on the road and and uh, did a pretty good job against Virginia and came close on that one and they've they've you know they beat Miami as well so these are all all games that you know that show that they're they're quite capable and they haven't haven't really been blown out of anything short of the Clemson game. Sorry, this isn't a basketball game. Syracuse is at Duke this week, and this is a game at Wallace Wade that begins at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on ACCN. Can the Fighting Cutcliffs get a victory here? Absolutely, they can. As a matter of fact, I would say that they're probably going to be favored to win. They should be favored to win that one. Syracuse just looks like a team that's ready for this season to end. All right. Well, their basketball team may have a little bit better opportunity here heading forward. (laughs) Hey, if you like red and black, you're in luck at Carter-Finley as the Louisville Cardinals will be visiting NC State. This is your primetime game on ACCN. Can Dave Doran's bunch finally get a victory here against Louisville? You know, this is a a good question. I I thought Louisville had a pretty good shot to go down and, and win at Miami based on how they played, but Man, they laid a big egg and got got their butts handed to them. So, yeah, I don't know who's going to win this one. That I think you know that this one could go either way. And and uh, but if I if you were forced me to pick, I'd probably go with Louisville just because they've been a little better uh, throughout the season. Uh, NC State it just really has just kind of folded pretty pretty badly. Their quarterback situation has just been uh, just not good, and they hadn't been able to find anybody to to kind of fill those shoes that. Uh, uh, that Finley left behind. And what about the Pack's running game? Is it effective at all? Uh, not without everybody's just stacking the. I mean, stacking the box and, and forcing them to throw, and they haven't been able to do anything. So, you know, from that perspective, their offense has just been ineffective all around. You, you can't be one dimensional, uh, you know, unless you run 
an option uh, an option type offense where you run it all the time or something like that so uh you know if you're going to be one-dimensional you better be running a specialized offense that does that whether it's uh you know an air raid or a, or a triple option yep sounds like the wolf pack may be an early hibernation there in raleigh this again is a 7:30 raleigh time kick on accn and that is week 12 of acc football Jonathan, thank you very much for everything you provide. Jonathan, of course, with CBS Sports Digital and the 24-7 Sports Network. Have a great week, sir. I sure will. You guys do the same. All right. More of the Y'all Show from right here in Music City, USA, will return after this break. Don't go anywhere. Hey, we've got Precious Harris dropping by with all the latest gossip from right here on Music Road. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Back into y'all. We are in Nashville for the CMA Awards this evening on ABC. It begins at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Precious Harris is going to come back and join us here in in just a few minutes with her Nashville Music Line report. And we're going to find out a little bit more about her insight into the nominees at the CMA Awards. Plus, we've got other great happenings around Music City and in the music business that Precious is going to share with us. All that is coming up in just a handful of minutes here on this Wednesday y'all show i'm john rawl good to have you back here as we are in a very cold 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 nashville tennessee and most of the south is very very cold 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 
right this moment. But what's not cold is hashtag hullabaloo. And this is where we go on social media and we just find some of the best stuff out there that is just sitting there waiting for us. It's like a low-hanging fruit for us. They, they just just begging for us to come pick it. And that's what we do each and every week when we have the Y'all Show available for you to come and check out. And we're glad that you could be a part of this. In fact, we had a question come in the other day on our Y'all email address. That's y'allshow at y'all.com. And we had a great question come in about hashtag hullabaloo to be specific. In fact, it was a really well-written text. And so 803-816-1170 is the text. And email is y'allshow at y'all.com. Thank you to this texter who sent us something. His name is Paul Kowald. He is from Appleton, Wisconsin. And Paul from Appleton writes, Yes, I'm a Yankee, but I love listening to the Y'all Show podcast. I have a couple of questions. First of all, what is the name of the song that's used in the segment hashtag hullabaloo? It's catchy and I like it. Secondly, as I love to listen to radio stations all across the country and find new ones, I really enjoyed today when you mentioned the station WTJS FM 93.1 out of Jackson, Tennessee. I know that show is broadcast over many stations across the southern United States. I'm curious if you might introduce a part of the show that mentions at least one of those radio stations. Just a friendly suggestion. Side note, just thought you might like to know that WTJS in Jackson, Tennessee is the flagship station for sports from Union University in Barberville, Kentucky. I don't know about that. I I think it. you put Union College, Barberville, Kentucky, but Paul actually... WTJS is the flagship for basketball for the Union Bulldogs in Jackson, Tennessee. Small difference between them and the college you're referencing out of Kentucky. By the way, trivia question. Paul, can you answer this one or anybody else out there? What college football coach got his first professional paying gig as the head football coach of the Union College? I guess it would have been college in this time period, in Jackson, Tennessee. And this has been a program that hasn't had a football team in probably 50 years. And it's a name you probably have heard of. And he got to start at Union in Jackson, Tennessee. Yes. Who is that coach? And eh, five, four, three, two, one. Eh, you lose. Hey, Texas with the answer. 803-816-1170. Paul Kowald, Appleton, Wisconsin. Thank you for the text. To answer your question about the radio stations, well, Paul, we're trying to build a, a up and coming and get even more stations. We need help with that. So let me grab a few more stations and I'll be happy to promote them from time to time. We have a lot of stations on our general gridiron show that is a part of our Friday broadcast. And so we've got more than 50 affiliates for that. And I do mention those stations and call letters on Fridays when we have the y'all kickoff show. We need more stations carrying the y'all daily show, the two hour show that you're listening to right now. We need all the help we can get. I have been calling. I have been texting. We got a handful and we appreciate all those that, that do carry what we need more. We need this show to be on a hundred plus radio stations, not only in the South, but outside of the South. And we need all the help we can do to get that mission accomplished our number 803-816-1170 y'all show at y'all.com the email if you have any ideas if you have kinfolk that run radio stations if you've got a brother-in-law that is a sales manager somewhere if you have any advice we need it because i have been i've been knocking on doors and unfortunately in this business of trying to get affiliates just like in a lot of businesses 
A lot of times you can knock and knock and knock, but most of the time you don't get any answer. Not, no matter what you're selling, you could be giving them a million dollars, and if you knock, chances are they're probably not going to answer. You just got to keep knocking, and that's what we're in the process of doing. As far as the song, hashtag hullabaloo, that is the song you just heard playing there when we have this feature each and every week here on the Y'all Show, this song you're hearing, we got to give proper credit to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket Marching Band. They're the ones playing this great song. And the song is called You've Said It All. You might remember it from the old Budweiser. I think it uh, tastes great, less filling. I think that was the old beer commercial had this same song as part of it. And Georgia Tech at football games there, they play this song, I think, entering the fourth quarter. And so it's it's a tradition there. But You've Said It All is the name of the song from the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket Marching Band. And that's who gets the credit here for having this as part of our y'all show hashtag hullabaloo now quickly speaking of cma miranda lambert she is going to be at the awards she's nominated she's going to be performing miranda lambert on twitter at miranda lambert she gave away some tickets how about that and she said okay here we go this gal found the tickets hope your kids have fun and she gave tickets away to a lucky person named Amy Moderman. And Amy went on Twitter to thank Miranda and showed the actual handwritten note that came on Miranda Lambert stationery. How about that? And Amy Moderman wrote, y'all just made the coolest mama ever. Y'all just made the coolest mama ever. My babies are going to the show. Thank you. And she sent that to Miranda Lambert on Twitter. And the, the actual, like we said, stationery with Miranda's nice, pretty name on there. And her handwritten text that I'm going to have to kind of decipher here. It says, have a blast at the CMAs. Cheers. And then Miranda's autograph. How cool is that? Well, one other quick tweet before we go on to more of the show from right here in Nashville, where it is extremely cold here. But as we said earlier, it's cold as the winter storm. Caleb has pushed its way through the South this week. Cynthia is on Twitter at just Cynthia four. And her profile says food, music, sports, a little sassy, a little classy, a little rough, a little tough, a little naughty, a little nice, a little loving, all from Cynthia. Sounds like my kind of gal. And she writes on Twitter, hashtag Texas weather from 79 degrees to 55 degrees within two hours. Hashtag Arctic blast. And she's got a really cool gif with an outline of Texas. And it says, Texas is closed today. We're busy trying to find our heavy coats. Oh, well, we need you to send some of those here in a music city because it's pretty darn cold here. And Texas girls like Miranda Lambert, and we're going to have a Texas girl, Cree Harrison, on with us on Thursday's y'all show. They need all the heavy coats shipped here from Texas if you can afford to do that, Cynthia. We appreciate everybody for sharing their great information here on today's y'all show. And we've got more from right here in Nashville. So stay where you are. When we come back, Precious is going to jump back in here with me. And we're going to walk through more of the CMA fun as the award show is tonight. And then we'll also talk to her about other happenings in the music business. All that with our Nashville Music Line Spotlight. It's up next as the y'all show continues from Nashville.
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Back into hour two of the Y'all Show. Back into talking about the CMA Awards as Nashville has the 53rd edition of this broadcast live this evening on ABC. Tune in at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. We've got a trio of lovely ladies serving as the host of this big event. And we've got our lucky lady and our lovely lady joining us right now in the Nashville Music Line on location in Nashville right now. We are the Y'all Show with John Rawl and Precious. We've got Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre, Carrie Underwood, all serving as co-hosts of tonight's CMA Awards. And women are front and center this year. Yes. And it's that has actually been a part of it for a while. They had already planned on doing that. Um, and from what I understand, Carrie and Reba and them all been practicing, you know, their dialogue and things. And Dolly has been... Uh, working on hers but she was so good at just her thing they're gonna let her probably uh, do her own jokes and her own funny <laughs> business because that's what she does best she does do that quite well so that that'll be worth tuning in just to see what dolly parton has to say but reba she's a great host carrie underwood who's been doing this a lot with brad paisley now 
without uh, i mean did brad get his feelings hurt here oh no no he was actually uh you know every night he's never got to watch the cma awards he's always had to host it so he has a lot of friends you know that's up for awards and things so he's actually pretty excited to be able to you know he he probably will be there i'm not for sure more than likely he will be just because even though he's not nominated for an award just to support the cma but it's probably going to feel good to be able to hang out with his wife and kids and not have to worry about changing costumes and reading prompts and things like that yeah well brad thank you for several good years of hosting this thing let's not forget vince gill this was a rite of passage for vince for a long time oh yeah have you seen him lately yes i actually saw him in july okay all right well and he's I know, doing good i know he's had a new album come out here <laughs> this year Vinny, host a long time host of the cma awards which again will air on abc beginning at eight seven central and this year, there will be a history-making opening performance that focuses on the female artists of country music, both past and present. You're going to have a whole lineup, a, a truckload of female talent. Terry Clark, Sarah Evans, the great Crystal Gale, the high women. And we've also got Martina McBride, Reba, the co-host, Jennifer Nettles, Dolly Parton, Tanya Tucker, Carrie Underwood, and the redneck woman, Gretchen Wilson. Yeah, she's actually producing one of my former clients, Jesse she? G. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, do you have any rhyme or reason why these certain women were picked to be part of this? Well, they've all been nominated for the awards in the past, too. And they, I think Krista Gill may have won it one okay. year. Um, of course, we all know Martina has. Well, let me go on and, and say that. And Tanya Tucker won the year she was had her baby with Grace. And the, the one year she did win female vocalist. <laughs> and she was in... <laughs> It was in October, actually, when it used to be in October. Yeah. But anyway, but she was having Bo Grayson the night that she won Female Vocalist of the Year. Uh, well, in addition to these lovely ladies, more women of country will be featured in a special set. That includes the great Kelsey Ballerini, Lindsay L., Ashley McBride, Carly Pierce, Little Big Town, Maddie and Tay, Runaway June. Yes. So those are, I mean, women... Big time out in front. And I know one of your clients is involved, I think, with the opening of the show. Uh, yes. You can't tell me, can you? I can't tell you. Okay. Wait Darn you. Well, just, just watch the performance of Lady A is all I got to say. Uh, okay. All right. Well, that'll be worth watching right there for your named artist that we can't name. All right. <laughs> There's also going to be a special tri- tribute to Chris Christopherson. As Dirks Bentley, Cheryl Crow, Chris Jansen, and John Osborne will all be part of that. And Chris, sadly, is the last of the highwaymen as oh, we've no. lost Waylon and, well, no, that's not true. Willie Nelson's still kicking. What am I th- but we lost two of the four highwaymen. And Chris Christopherson, the great singer songwriter, songwriter singer, really, is what he is, as a special tribute. I assume he will be in town for that. Yes. Okay, good. And then you'll have lots of performances from Kelsey Ballerini. Garth and Blake are going to perform their rowdy, rowdy oh, Lord. song like that was out there. Brooks and Dunn are going to be joined by Brothers Osborne, Dan and Shay, Eric Church, Luke Combs, Lady Annabellum, Miranda Lambert. Wow. She's going to get some FaceTime in this broadcast. And her fellow Texan, Marin Morris, will be there. And fellow Texan, Casey Musgraves, fellow Texan, Willie Nelson, 
all part of the CMA Awards this evening. And then Georgia Boy, Thomas Rhett, along with Old Dominion and Keith Urban, and a whole, whole lot more. I've got a feeling there's probably going to be some surprises. Okay. Because, uh, of course, you know, Good Morning America is their favorite, because they're both, everybody there in Good Morning America, of course, even though it's NBC, thank God. And I mean that not because of network. I mean it because they are really true country friend broadcasting country the biggest week in country music and the biggest award show in country music well this used to be on cbs for a long time yes do you know what happened don't happen i don't know if it was just change but i i'm not for sure if it was the ratings on cbs or what abc had put up against them but i do know that abc has had a little bit more open arms that cbs i said cbs it was just a broadcast that was it you know mm-hmm. Uh, none of the extra stuff like bringing Good Morning America here and having us announced on Good Morning America. But since we've been with ABC, you see a whole lot more pre-show highlights and awards and announcements. Mm-hmm. And then they physically are here all week long broadcasting. And I think, and this is just a wild guess, it wouldn't surprise me if this was all kind of a package deal where they mixed in their fanfare stuff, the summertime CMA Music Festival that's a big special on ABC in early August. Well, it's not together because it's two separate entities. Yeah, but, but don't you yeah. think they're kind of brought to the CMA together? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah, they're both. That's the reason. Like I said, they are really. When I, uh, Robin was here in the CMA uh, during CMA week, Robin Roberts, Robin Roberts, Mississippi girl. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think. Well, there's two things. There's CMA week. Yeah. Or CMA Fest, and then this is CMA Week. Oh, okay. Where they build the award show like ASCAP BMI CSAC around the CMA Awards. Like last night was the BMI Awards. Mm. Um, Monday night was the ASCAP Awards. And I think Sunday night was CSAC. Ah, yeah. CSAC, ASCAP, BMI. If you aren't familiar with those terms, those are all the publishing company publishing well the pro's that that pay the publishers mm-hmm. but yeah all the publishing companies and songwriters are affiliated with one of those three all right and if you weren't a part of our show in hour one just to kind of quickly recap some of the nominees for this evening's cma awards for entertainer of the year garth brooks eric church chris stapleton carrie underwood and keith urban your male vocalist of the year nominees include dirk spentley luke combs thomas rett chris stapleton and keith urban your female vocalist of the year, Kelsey Ballerini, Miranda Lambert, Marin Morris, Casey Musgraves, and Carrie Underwood. And then I'll go to the newcomers, the new artist of the year nominees, Cody Johnson, Ashley McBride, Midland, Carly Pierce, and Morgan Wall. And there's a lot of other categories of, of albums and singles of the year and songwriters, song of the year, etc. What uh, other than the big ones I mentioned, is there a category that you like to kind of keep your eye on, Precious? Well, my favorite is songwriters and song of the year. Okay. Um, you know, because most of the, the ones that's there, I've been to the number one parties this past year. FYI, the song of the year nominees, Precious, Beautiful Crazy, a great song written by Luke Combs, as well as Wyatt B., Durrett the Third, and Robert Williford. The song Girl, which was sung by Marin Morris, and she co-wrote that co-wrote that with sarah aarons and greg kirsten then you had god's country devin dawson jordan schmidt and michael hardy wrote that and then rainbow which i believe was a casey musgrave song yeah i think it was also grammys some did the grammys yeah. too i think natalie hemby shane McAnally, and musgraves helped write that song and then the dan shea song tequila written by dan smyers Nicole Gallion and Jordan Reynolds. Yeah, now Jordan Reynolds uh, produced um, 
and co-wrote one of my kids' songs that just premiered on CT next week, oh, CMT. Really? It's called I Promise to Love Her by Blaine Howard, one of my former kids. Uh, Beautiful Crazy did win an award. Um, I'm pretty sure it won an award uh, at BMI. Okay. Yeah. Well, already and not BMI, I'm sorry, CSAC. 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 Yeah. A great week already for Luke Combs, the, the, the little fella getting an award. How about that? And and the big girl, and that would be Marin Morris, I'm kind of joking a little bit. I think Luke's yeah. kind of a rather large guy. Yeah, but she's a very small she's, girl. She's smaller than me, and I'm five foot one. So well, she's, she's like, pregnant, so she might be a little bit bigger than normal, <laughs> yeah. normal right now. Congratulations to her and Ryan. Yeah, Marin Morris. I don't know why she didn't write that song, Girl, with her hubby. I guess yeah. they might not have been together when that song was written. Well, I think she might be on a... I mean, they're on the same label. Okay. But uh, her husband's actually playing... Tonight, Sony's opened up their doors to have a party. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, let's talk about some of that CMA fun now. In case you aren't able to get into the doors at Bridgestone Arena in downtown Nashville, if you're looking for a good place to go in Nashville, or you're listening to us and you've got time to get to Nashville, there Mm -hmm. are other exciting opportunities for you. And one of those things is what you're just talking about. So fill us in. Okay. uh, Actually, there's a place downtown uh, called the uh, Acme Feed and seed. Even been though it used to be a long time. Been there a long time. Yeah. Actually, the last time I was there, I hate to say it was about six or seven months ago. And I went to see Dickie Betts' son, oh. Dwayne Betts. And um, one of my, uh, and he's got a new duet partner. He was down there playing with him. And I got to see the show. It was amazing. Packed room only. But what they're doing is Sony, even though they've got nominations with Marin Morris and Miranda Lambert, they got their baby acts. They want to have exposure too, and a lot of them, the baby acts don't really get to perform on the CMA because mm-hmm. they do spotlights on the artists that they know that are going to be that are out. You know, that's got a couple of hits. So also, but the biggest thing is they're having Nico Moon is down there. They're emerging artists now. Nico is actually his wife is my former client. How about that? So uh, I knew. I'm him. telling you, you get around precious <laughs> and good things happen. I know, and I, I remember meeting them before they started dating, and uh, they were—he was actually writing songs with her. So it just goes to show that music does bring love. And uh, Rachel Wamek, I love her. I met her, and she's full of personality. I don't get to see a lot of her personality in some of her interviews because you know it's very serious thing about her music. But I got to see her on stage at Ten Pan South last year. And Which is the big songwriter festival, festival here, here in Nashville. Nashville. Oh, yeah. She was full of personality. She was so excited. Her daddy was there. You've never seen such a giddy songwriter. And it was just the sweetest thing because you saw sincerity. You saw professionalism. You saw just the love of the craft and just love to be where she was at. She's very thankful and very um, just sincere, you know. Well, this is the good month to be thankful. Yeah. And then Rachel Jameson Webber. Rogers. Jameson Rogers. Yeah. How about him? Uh, yeah. Jameson isn't a newcomer. He's been around for a couple of years writing his butt off. Um, he actually writes with a couple of my 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 former kids, one of my former kids and one of my, my kids that is sort of my kid, but he's <laughs> taken off six months to be a daddy. Ah. But uh, anyway, but they're all great acts. If you get down there, Acme, Seed, and Feed, they open up the doors at 530, and I'll be there till they close at 2. And the CMAs doesn't start till five, seven o'clock. Okay. So if you get there in time, you better want to get there and get a friggin' seat. You're just not well, gonna be able to see. It, that's a good news to know about what's going on again with this event at Acme Feed and Sea, which is literally probably 150 yards away from Bridgestone Arena. It's right there in downtown Nashville. You can't miss it. Now, precious, if you are able to get a ticket and go into Bridgestone and see the CMA Awards, you're in for a good night. But but what is going on? 
for those who get to go in the doors like I have in years past. What's going on afterwards? Are the record labels all having parties? Yes, I'm actually having a private party for my company Wednesday night. Really? Yes. And uh, do tell. Do tell. (laughs) 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, a reservation for 16 at a downtown restaurant. And uh, so I'm having a private party for my kids to celebrate because not a lot of my kids didn't get to go to the awards. I got two kids last night on the Women of Country for CMT walking mm-hmm. the red carpet. Mm. Actually, I had I had two, three kids. Uh, one little one little girl. Her mother was um, has been out of town for a lot, so I don't I haven't seen her a lot. But I very much support her, Kate Hastings, and then uh, Stephanie Nash, and then the one I'm always talking about, Jess Taylor, yeah. the Florida girl. Um. And they're on the red carpet last night with uh, uh, Next Women in Country Music, so I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. And if you have your own party and if you get invited to some of the other record label parties, like I'm sure you're being invited right now, probably, what's the attire for you tonight? Tell me about what you're wearing. I am wearing glitz and glamour. I'm going to wear it really warm. I'm probably going to wear it. Because it's cold in Nashville right now. It's cold in Nashville. It's 17 degrees. When I pulled in. 17, you said. Yeah, 17. Uh, one seven. One seven. When I pulled in this morning for the show, it was 19 degrees. Okay. So it's a cold night, and your wardrobe will reflect the frigid temperatures here? Yeah, you won't know I've got my long johns and my thick woolly socks, but I'm going to try my best to hide the fact. Yeah, that's one advantage of having award shows out in Los Angeles, I guess. The weather is normally yeah. the same year well, round. I do have me some cowboy boots. You're not going to be able to see. i got my thick woolly socks on in my cowboy boots. i got uh, black sequins cowboy boots. Now, will you do the Y'all Radio Show a favor and maybe put that out on your social media feed? Oh, yes, I will. All right, and and that is Precious Harris official, right? The Precious Harris official, yes. Okay, I'm you, learning this. My kids do all my Twitter and my flipping Instagramming. Now, so. flip, now flipping's not a new app. That's, <laughs> that's you putting words in your mouth. No, it's Twitter, Instagram, and you're also on Facebook. Precious, by the way, P R E S H I A S. Yes, sir. Are you sure that's how you spell your name? <laughs> it is in Kentucky. Okay. Well, we love Kentucky. Hey, before we go to break, we want to let you know that, yes, this is a very busy week here in Nashville. But believe it or not, there's about six events throughout the year that are really heavy-hitting events in the country music business. In fact, Precious, when I got to town, you gave me a printout of something going on every month. I'm going to skip some of that stuff. But I consider the CRB country radio broadcasters and what they do with the country radio seminar each year to be one of those big events. And in February, as we were this past February, we hope to be back here in Nashville for the country radio seminar. And if we are lucky enough to be back, they'll have the CRS country radio seminar, new faces of country music show. And we can tell you as we go to break the nominees for the new faces of 2020 Ingrid Andrus, Morgan Evans, Riley Green, Hardy, Ryan Hurd, Tyler Rich, Runaway June, Matt Stell, and Mitchell Tenpenny. Some of those, again, are names you may never have heard of, like me. I, I haven't heard of some of these. Some are gaining traction. Oh, yes. Well, Mitchell Tenpenny, he was, his grandmother was actually president of Sony Publishing at one time. Hmm. Donna Hilly. Okay. Okay, that's his grandmother. So a little nepotism going nepotism. on in, in Nashville. Yeah. And he called Runaway June. Uh, one of the girls there, I think her grandfather is John Wayne. Hmm. A little nepotism June. there. Okay, yeah. I see how you get on the show now. Matt Stell made his, you know, kick number one with his uh, I Pray For You. Then, of course, Morgan Evans. You can't deny that, you know, multi, multi million dollar downstream uh, song of uh, Whiskey Glasses. 
And of course, I love Riley Green. He's just like, he reminds me of a, a Clay Walker before he, without the cowboy hat. Oh. You know, he's just really got a great voice, just really good tone, warm tone. And he's, he looks like the boy next door. So they always need that, you know. And of course, Hardy, um, Mr. Super Songwriter, but I saw him at the uh, IEBA. Amazing performer. Hmm. He's a Mississippi boy. Oh, well, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Matter of fact, his mother is one of my clients' Sunday school teachers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking, I can't help it, you know. And of course, he also co wrote God's Country. Ah, okay. And then Tyler Rich, new newcoming, newcomer. And I. And he's just now making it. So I'm real surprised to see him nominated. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a lot of streams and stuff. But as far as chart action, it's not really happening on country radio. So I'm anxious to see. But remember, these are all nominations. Doesn't mean they're going to make the vote. Yeah. Well, again, this is all part of the Country Radio Seminar yeah. New Faces show, which will not be until February of 2020. By the way, this year, the upcoming radio seminar will be the 50th Country Radio Seminar and I know longest from, one in the United States, yeah, in the for, world. Actually, for myself, my, yeah. I made my first radio seminar back in 1993. So I was 90, 1990. Years, you beat, beat me. My 30-year reunion's coming up. I remember I got to talk to Billy Ray Cyrus, and he embarrassed me there. But <laughs> we'll save that one for another day. But that's not until February. But we want to go ahead and give you an update of there's more than just the CMA Awards going on in Nashville. This time of year, we've got stuff to look forward to, believe it or not, in the year 2020. Hey, as we go to break, let's ask a trivia question. Precious, do you mind reading the trivia question to us as we head to break, ma'am? Name the male country artist whose achievements include 11 consecutive albums that debuted at number one. He's had 25 number one singles and one of the highest grossing tours in country music history and adding a movie career is icing on the cake gee i wonder who that could be we'll have the answer great question we'll have the answer to that and more good stuff from right here in music city as it's cma awards night in nashville stay tuned we'll wrap up today's y'all show after the break Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. 
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. An Indian outlaw, half Cherokee and Choctaw. My baby, she's a Chippewa. She's a one of a kind. All my friends call me Fairclaw. The village chicken is my papa. He gets his orders from my mama. She makes him walk the line. One of the great hat acts of the 1990s with a big song of his. This is the Y'all Show. We are in Nashville, and we've got our hats on, ready for a big CMA Awards show that goes on tonight, starting at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, on ABC. And our trivia question about said artist, can you name the male country artist whose achievements include 11 consecutive albums that debuted at number one? This artist had 25 number one singles, and one of the highest grossing tours in country music history. Oh, and to add insult to injury, <laughs> was a little bit of a movie star. At least was when in one blockbuster movie and really has been in a few. Yeah. Can we take a wild guess of who that artist would be, Miss Precious Harris? Yes, a little. Uh, one of the movies, my husband storyboarded the movie. Oh, really? Which one? Country Strong. Oh, okay. Okay, and the second, my first, one of my top, top five song, country songs of all time. Not a moment too soon. The answer is Mr. Tim McGraw. Ah, Tim McGraw, married to his soul to soul co-star Faith Hill. That's an example of Louisiana marrying Mississippi, and I guess it's worked out. They've been together almost twenty-five years, if not twenty-five years. It's yeah, pretty, getting pretty close. Yeah, I remember them when she was pregnant. They were at a of like a tag football team. It's where they had indoor football. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, she had McGraw's jacket, had his jersey on, and he had heel on his. And she was about eight months pregnant with Ma- the first one. I think it's Maggie. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, and she was walking off the field with her hand on her belly. It was like the cutest sight ever. Yeah. Well, again, great job there, Tim McGraw. And it's about time for him to get another album out. And if not that, maybe a new movie. I haven't seen anything from him in the last Well, he is couple. working on uh, new music, but I think he's taking his time because I do know that um, his daughter – is starting to sing a lot. Ooh. Yeah. And, the oldest? Uh, yes, the oldest. All right. The one that, uh, actually, there's a YouTube video, and she sings, and it's like, holy cow, it's really, really good. But, you know, you got Travis Tritt's daughter, who's playing down at the Wild Horse, Tyler. Um, Tyler Tritt? Mm-hmm. You've got some artists you got. And then uh, last week, 
uh, Thomas Tippin, which is Aaron Tippin's son, he was opening for his daddy down in Murfreesboro. How about that? So a lot of siblings, you know. Again, we're keeping the nepotism alive here in Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) But hey, this is a a format we've had the Hank Williams and the Hank Williams Juniors. And the thirds. The thirds. (laughs) The Hollies the second. Yeah. yeah. So we 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 accept that. That's that's bad. There is something to the the genetics of this stuff. So we we welcome that. Hey, on this day in country music in nineteen fifty, the number one song on the country singles chart was Hank Snow's I'm Moving On. It stayed at number one for twenty one weeks. Snow also wrote the song. The song's huge success led to Hank joining the Grand Ole Opry the same year, 1950. On November 13th, 1974, Dolly Parton, who is a co-host on this evening's CMA Awards, Dolly's Love is Like a Butterfly was number one on the Billboard Country Singles Chart. The song led Miss Parton using the butterfly as part of the logo for her Dollywood theme park in Sevierville, Tennessee. And that happened on this date in 1974. This week's birthdays, Chris Cagle, Miranda Lambert, both celebrated a little bit earlier in the week. On Veterans Day, Narvel Feltz, I guess he turned 81 years young, born in 1938. And then as we celebrate and get ready this weekend, Keith Burns of Trick Pony has a birthday, as well as Kentucky Headhunters member Mark Orr having a big birthday we're talking with precious harris here on today's y'all show from nashville precious author of i know country that's got 366 daily country music questions and answers for you to go and learn and share with all your buddies you can buy and instantly download your ebook copy of i know country at iknowcountry.com and precious also has a very good and burgeoning music career development consulting business that emphasizes new and aspiring artists and songwriters. Go to the website collegeofsongology.com to learn more about that. Follow Precious Harris's blog, nashvillemusicline.com, and each week her Nashville Music Line column is put up on the great pages of y'all.com. Hey, looking at the latest Hot Country Songs Top 5 for this week, we've got 10,000 hours. Dan and Shay, Justin Bieber, your hubby helped in the production of that music video. That's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. And number two is Old Dominion's one-man band, Luke Combs, Even Though I'm Leaving, checks in at number three. At number four is One Thing Right from Marshmallow and Kane Brown. And checking (laughs) in the top five is the aforementioned Matt Stell, Prayed for You. Mm -hmm. All good songs, all in the top five of Billboard's Hot Country Songs for this very week. All right, let's talk a little Chris Jansen. Okay. What do you know about him? I know that there's something going on with his wife, Kelly, and plans and things like that. Well, Kelly, you know, he she never told Chris that she worked at a record label. Do what? When they met. No, she didn't tell him. Okay. Um, they dated for a while, but of course he had already felt, because she, actually she's gorgeous, so I can see why he fell in love with her. But uh, anyway. Now, who would dare marry someone <laughs> Or fall in love because of their looks. I mean, that's just I know, and that's silly. Terrible. I know, but she is. But the, I've actually I got a connection to her. If you promise, you won't laugh. Her mother, her mama, Kelly's mother. Who okay, is Kelly? Do should we know Kelly? It's Jensen, uh, Chris's wife. Kelly. Yeah, but should should we know her for some other reason than being his wife? Well, you would know her if you were in the industry when she okay. worked at the record label. When she worked at, in the record label, but what her position? mother. I'm not for sure. I think she was in marketing. Is what that's what I remember when I okay. when I did a story on them. Uh, her mother is actually best friends with one of my clients' grandmother. My grandmother and her grandmother does her hair. 
You were making this it's stuff up. It's South Georgia, in Adele. I am not. I promise. You were just making this stuff up. No, I promise, because I went over to her. And I said, I said, I want to say hi. I said, I think we have a mutual friend. She said, I know who you are. You're precious. You know, nah, you're, she might have been saying like, you're precious. Like, yeah, you know, you're really was, a precious you're person. Debbie's, you're Debbie's uh, Nashville mom. I said, yes, I am. So, yes. Pretty wow. Cool. How about that? That's a pretty good connection. Again. Yeah, but she doesn't, she doesn't keep anything on her counter. She all does it by hand. She literally can calculate how many for the position needs to be on the song, on the single charts. You're talking about his one. grandma or no, his wife? No, this is wife Kelly. She's got she, she doesn't she doesn't use the fancy smanchy stuff. Seriously. All right, so his wife knows a little thing or two about the way the music business works. Kelly Jansen is who we're talking about, and she's got she she doesn't use voice memos or her iPhone's calendar app. She prefers to keep meticulous notes in her black book and her, her hubby single "Good Vibes." which came out in February. I guess maybe that was pinned in a black book, mm-hmm. a little black book. Yeah, and they literally watched it in the chart position. They prayed over her little black book, and um, the good vibes, they knew exactly what chart position had reached to achieve each week to achieve the goal of being number one, and it achieved the goal three days after what her little black book said it would be. And Chris said... That's all Jesus and Kelly Jansen, yeah. all because of the way that thing roared up there. And, and the, yeah, and the record came out October 18th, the album, sorry, the album came out. So it's, you know, of course, if you ever meet Chris, what you see is what you get. He's just as fun-loving and funny and friendly as it can be. He's a, he, um, he actually told me when I got to interview him, he and I told him who my cousin was, a DJ down in Alabama. Mm-hmm. He said, I love your cousin. He's a good Christian man. He said, I love A.J. McLeod. I said, well, thank you. A.J.'s your cousin? Yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, he's on well, Nash Icon down in Athens. Athens, though, that's North Alabama. In North Alabama, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, but I think he's in Kentucky. Old. He's from Louisville. That's Limestone County. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, all right. Well, that's great news about Chris Jansen. Hey, let's talk about some other great chart news for other hit makers in country music. How about that crazy girl from East Texas, Miranda Lambert, crazy in a good way, Miranda Lambert, as her latest album, which just came out, Wild Card. It hit number one on Billboard's Top Country Albums chart. It's her seventh solo album, and it debuted at number one. It's the seventh album for her to do that. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and she changed producers this record. Did she? Yeah. She used Leanne Womack's husband, Frank Liddell, for the past six albums. And uh, I heard that she switched over. I'm not for sure. I'm going to double check that she went to Jay Joyce. That's Good. who was on the pitch sheet, which is Eric Church's producer. Okay. Lindell, Texas is on Miranda Lambert. And then, how about Darius Rucker? When he's not playing country music star, he goes back to his original stardom, and that's Hootie and the Blowfish. As Hootie debuted at number three on the country albums chart with Imperfect Circle, their first album since 2005. Yes, he's brought the band in. They've they've literally come in as the band. Have they done this album in a country style, Imperfect Circle, or is it more of a rock song, rock album? If you mix a country with a little bit of, it's almost like a southern rock. You know what I mean? Okay. But it's very much playable on country record. I mean, country radio. Well, I saw a lot of my buddies, of course. I grew up in the time period as a college student when Hootie came out, mm-hmm. and I saw lots of people in their, let's just say, mid-40s out at the Hootie and the Blowfish tour that's kicked off, mm-hmm. reliving the 90s, oh, and, yeah. and having a good time. Well, I mean, 
I've, I've interviewed him too. <laughs> and he was the, one of the sweetest thing. And I actually interviewed him this time last year, right before Halloween. And somebody asked him what his favorite Halloween candy was. He's well, I know what it's not. <laughs> and they go, what? He goes, I hate licorice. I can't stand licorice. I can't stand the taste of it. It's nasty. <laughs> it is. I agree <laughs> with you my, there, Darius. Or should I call him Hootie? Hootie. You're, you're going to tell me your husband likes licorice? He loves licorice. That's what his favorite Christmas talking thing is. I'm going to tell him he, <laughs> he ain't right. I know. Oh, it's so funny. Man, all right. Well, anyway, Hootie and the Blowfish at number three on the country albums chart. I wonder where they ended up on the whole Billboard top 200 chart. Probably pretty high. If I had yeah, to it had to be. Yeah, because the label, he's on uh, UMG. Is that who? Is yeah. that who he was on originally? Weren't they at an Atlantic? Yeah, but he he had a country deal with UMG as a single act. So I'm assuming okay. um, that they probably extended that when he came with the idea that he wanted to do a hootie. I mean, they're not going to not let him do it because, you know, he's one of because he's made such great friends at radio, but mm-hmm. just being who he is, sincere, honest, things like that. Well, in Darius Rucker's defense and Hootie and the Blowfish's defense, I'm a guy who didn't necessarily get too caught up with the hootie movement in the mi- mid-1990s, even though they're from my home area. I will say, right. though, I remember clearly on MTV around 1995, they went back to the Horseshoe on the University of South Carolina campus, which is where they got their start, mm-hmm. and had a huge concert. And guess who they invited? I think it was their only invited guest to perform before they hit the stage. Who? Radney Foster. Wow. Because that was Darius's idol. And they had Radney Foster of country music fame come into Columbia and kind of kick off their acting. Darius and Radney, I assume, have been close all these years. and Yeah, and I knew Radney and Foster because they were come out of Bowling Green. Well, Foster and Lloyd. Yeah, but Bill Lloyd sold me my very first concert ticket really? <laughs> out of college. He worked at Toontown huh. in the Kmart parking lot. How about that? And he uh, he sold me my first concert tickets to um, Skylark, and the main band was Celebrate Tonight. Okay. And I can't remember the name of the band. Don't ask me. I'm a country music guy. <laughs> Well, I was I was grew up in country music, but my first love was KQ101, the pop station, yeah, which is now the Beaver. Oh, ah, <laughs> the Beaver. I remember the Beaver. Yeah. All right. Well, Precious, it's CMA Awards night. We hope you have a great evening. Enjoy your time in Nashville at Bridgestone Arena. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you today here in Nashville, getting ready for the big night and for sharing all this great information. A reminder, coming up on the Thursday Y'all Show, we'll have music still on our mind, but we're going to have, instead of Precious join me, we're going to have East Texas's own Cree Harrison, star of season 12 of American Idol. She was the runner-up back in 2013, and mm-hmm. she's going to help me co-host an entire second hour of the Thursday Y'all Show. Amazing, amazing. If you get a chance, Google her on YouTube. She's one of the most amazing voices ever come out. Yep. Well, we'll be uh, literally. She was Carrie Underwood after Carrie Underwood. Well, she sings with her old roommate Casey Musgraves. In fact, "Keep It to Yourself" is the combination of Musgraves and Cree Harrison's voice on that track. If you have that great song, so Cree Harrison, our special guest on the Thursday show. Plus, we'll have all the other crazy stuff going on in the Southland, including Washington D.C. <laughs> oh, oh goodness, Lord. yeah, don't uh, Lord Child, yeah, Lord Child. Have a great <laughs> CMA night, everybody. We'll see you back here on Thursday for more of the Y'all Show. Thanks for listening.
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.